0: I'm Neil Wilkins and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. Prioritising a busy week, I'm Neil Wilkins and welcome to this session. It's one of those subjects that is very pertinent right now, getting the most of your time, spending time appropriately to deliver great value to yourself and to others, but also at the same time, really understanding how you use your time and then prioritising those moments and those opportunities to get the best from your life. It's really interesting when you start to uh, focus on the concept of time. For for a lot of us, time is uh, a friend, time is um, something that's on our side. But for many people, actually, it is the bane of their life. It is something that they sort of really reflect and um, see people spending time and really kind of figure out that they're not getting the most of um, their own time and they often look at other people um, spinning multiple plates and sort of seemingly doing lots of different projects getting you know lots of space and lots of opportunity to build more things and bring more things into their world whereas they just feel that they're always chasing So what we're gonna cover in this short session is the idea of getting the most from your time by spending your time more mindfully. So the mindful use of time, being very present, being very aware of how you're prioritizing your time and getting the most out of your life. One of the things that is really, really important as we focus on this particular topic is to really understand how to best use the time for us, for us as individuals. So what we're going to focus on is how the most mindful people prioritise and seemingly achieve a lot more in less time at the same time as actually living a full life. So this isn't about compromise. This isn't about just doing a few things and thinking, okay, well, I did the best I could. And so at the end of the day, well, I did a few things and it was all okay. This is all about making very conscious choices. This is about being very mindful about not only what you prioritise, but how you prioritise. So that the life that you lead is actually something that Brings you fulfillment, that brings you a great amount of satisfaction. So you're spending the available time that you have in a really positive way. Now, for most of the people who you could say are quite successful in managing and prioritizing their time, they have already created what we might term great daily habits they only seem to be spending time where it counts. So they don't procrastinate. They don't waste time on things that really don't serve them or don't provide value. They don't sit and wait. They spend time, and this doesn't mean that they're super busy. This doesn't mean that they're spending a lot of time always doing things, but they're spending time where it counts. And this could be spending time mindfully they might be spending time meditating pausing planning thinking they may be creating space in their time space to reflect and space to just take time out for themselves but they're spending time where it counts so one of the things we're going to do here is to figure out where does it count what is it that you could and should be prioritizing People who have created great daily habits in their time prioritisation and spending time mindfully have learned to say no. Now, as human beings, we are probably pre-programmed and we're certainly socialised into being helpful social citizens in our communities, in our families, in our friendship networks and at work. We're programmed to say yes and to be helpful but that it doesn't always serve us. And so people who have created great daily habits have learned to say no, where there are alternative, probably more effective, probably more efficient ways of achieving an outcome, of spending time, of delivering an action or activity. So what they've done is they've figured out what is going to work best on a win-win basis for themselves and for those around them. So they've learned how to proactively and positively say no. So this isn't about folding your arms and saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. It's about saying, I'm not going to deliver this, maybe not now. It could be I'm going to deliver this later, but I'm not going to deliver this right now. Or I'm not going to deliver this at all because I found this other way that you can deliver this particular sort of action or activity. So they've learned to say no in a really proactive way that is for the benefit of everybody around them. They've also understood as principle three um, that other people's urgency is theirs, not yours. So in other words, they don't take on unnecessary weight and burden of other people's urgency. So just because somebody's asking you as a moment of um, urgent action. I know I must do this right now. And we often find this at work in the workplace is that people say, oh, look, I'm really up against it. I've got to do this now. And can, can you prioritise this really urgently? It's down to their failing of prioritisation and being aware of what was urgent rather than yours. So you don't have to take on somebody else's possibly negative energy as you're starting to prioritise your really positive day. So the people who are creating great daily habits recognize that other people's urgency is theirs and not their own. Now, this doesn't mean to say you're going to be um, obstructive and you're not going to be helpful quite the opposite. What you might be able to do is to coach that other person to become more efficient, to be able to prioritise better, and maybe to just help them to reflect on their priorities. Because often urgency isn't a priority. It might feel like it, but often there are better things that you can be doing with your time. So urgency and importance together is obviously a priority, but urgency without importance probably isn't. So there are multiple facets kind of coming into play here and we need to understand so that we can mindfully create our priorities rather than just jumping at the first thing that becomes urgent. The next principle of creating great daily habits in time management and prioritisation is to never use the word just. As an example, I'll just do this as it won't take me too long. If you put in the word just, you're kidding yourself, and you're um, falling into the little trap of the word just meaning it's not going to take me very long. Just is never just. When somebody says, can you just do this for me? It's never just. It's one of those little excuses that we put in and that other people put in to kind of soften the blow that there's going to be some time to spend on something, which possibly isn't of much value. So if you find yourself using the word just, I'll just do this now, I'll just focus on this. If you find yourself using the word just, become aware that it probably is an excuse or it probably is something that's Um, cloaking or that's um, covering up something that could be more valuable for you. So don't be fooled by the word just. That's a really, really important principle. Another principle as well for creating great daily habits is to just get on with it, is to just don't overthink, is to get chores out of the way quickly and fast, is if you have to do some admin, it's to move on from that admin and don't get bogged down with things that aren't really adding value. This comes into the world of people who naturally feel that they procrastinate a little bit. They want to overthink things. They want to get things absolutely perfect. Creating a great daily habit for time allocation and prioritisation never is including procrastination. So don't overthink things. If you can do things by just lightly and quickly giving them energy, giving them focus and then moving on, that is definitely the best way. The, the Nike phrase of just do it really comes into play here. Just get on with it, just do it. Don't start to self-reflect about, should I do this or shouldn't I do it? If I do it like this, what's gonna happen? If I start to story tell, will I be building in certain you know additional elements and different things? And this will bog you down. Great daily habits of time management and time allocation is all about just getting on with it and not overthinking. There will be things that are admin and chore-like and you just have to do them, but just do them. Don't start to pick things up and put things down. Somebody many years ago told me, you know, good um, management of an email inbox is all about. If you're looking at an email, don't just leave it there. If you can action it now and it's gonna be done quickly, just do it. Just make it happen there because you will be doubling, trebling or quadrupling the time if you have to come back to it again. So if it's something you can pick up, do and then put down, Just do it. Principle six of creating great daily habits for time management and prioritisation is if you can find somebody else to do something where you're not adding value, then do that. So, in other words, if it is that cutting the grass in your garden, the time that you spend cutting the grass in the garden is not really adding value, and you could find somebody else, family friend, somebody you could pay to do it, who would add more value to the time that you could then spend on something else, then that's a conscious, mindful decision about how you're beginning to allocate your time. Now, I'm not saying you should be outsourcing everything in your world to somebody else. This is about where you don't add value. So if somebody else could be doing this and it's of value to them to be doing it, either financially or either through learning and development, if somebody else is going to get more value over an action, either in work or in leisure, then let them do it or pass it on to them or delegate to them. If somebody else can do something that you don't add value to, then allow them to do it. That's a really, really important daily habit and again it frees you up to be focusing on things and actions and worlds where you do add value and that's a really important prioritisation tool. Principle 7 of creating great daily habits in time management and allocation of your priorities is to have one eye on the long term value and one eye on today. But this particularly comes into play when you're thinking about work priorities. If the thing that you're deciding whether or not to prioritise or not is adding some long-term value, but also there's some benefits of today, that is probably going to be a higher priority for you than something that's just providing a quick fix in the, in the near term or in the, in the short term or the near future. So have one eye on things that are going to give you a good value in that kind of longer term time window, because if you can balance things that are giving you value today and tomorrow, then those are the things that you probably should be focusing on. Principle eight, particularly if you're working collaboratively as part of a community, as part of a team, as part of a collective, is to share with others what you will be doing and what you won't be doing. Don't keep your time allocation and your priorities to yourself. The more you can share with others, either your line manager, your boss, your partner, your family, your friends, if you can share with them how and why you're allocating your time doing certain things, they'll get an understanding of how and why you're prioritising what you're doing. And also share with them what you won't be doing, because then they can provide you with feedback. They can come back to you and say, oh, well, actually, could you be helping me with this particular activity or this action? Or, oh, would you like to be focusing on this? Because here's the value. Communication with others in your prioritisation is super, super important. Don't do this in isolation because the more value you're going to get from this is going to come from others, giving you a reflective view and their perceptions on your priorities. And then you can negotiate, then you can collaborate, because listening to others will give you that different perspective, which is going to provide great value to you as you then start to fine tune where you're focusing your time and energy. Principle nine is planning tomorrow's priorities before you finish today. So if you create this set of priorities, planning what you're going to do tomorrow before you sleep at night is a really great way of starting energised. And that period of time when you're subconsciously processing things as you sleep and sleep is a really important part of time allocation because as you're sleeping, certain things subconsciously and unconsciously will be happening. And so if you can blend that into your planning for tomorrow, you'll find that tomorrow's activities will flow energetically in a much more effective way. And the final principle, principle 10 in creating great daily habits is to keep learning keep fine-tuning this process. This isn't something that's going to happen overnight successfully. You're going to have to build all these principles into daily habits that you'll fine-tune and use as you continually to, to develop yourself and also develop those around you. So share what works, share the things that have been more challenging and begin to build these great daily habits on an ongoing basis. And One of the key principles here that sort of fundamentally underpins everything that we've been talking about is that if it's not supporting your dreams and your higher aspirations and your purpose, forget about it. We spend a lot of time when we're prioritising our days or just drifting along at the whim and at the beck and call of things that just happen to pop into our focus and into our um, everyday living. And often those things are not serving our longer term dreams. In a work situation, this often happens when we set objectives. Um, There's a lovely principle called SOSTAC, which was developed by Paul Smith. Um, And I I really, really enjoy using this when I plan situations and priorities and projects. Um, You can do this from a personal perspective as well as a work perspective. And if if you like the idea of planning, I would suggest you go to prsmith.org, Paul Smith's website, to find out more, because this is a really, really interesting concept. It's based around, six core principles of planning out an effective project and allocation of time. It's based on situation, objectives, strategy, tactics, action planning and control, the measurement of how well you're doing. So, SOSTAC, Situation Objectives, Strategy, Tactics, Action and Control. It's a beautiful, simple process that allows you to guide your day to day activity in line with this higher aspiration, your dreams, your kind of life purpose, if you like, or the objectives of your business, and aligning things really effectively so that you make sure that everything you're doing is supporting those higher objectives. And you don't get kind of just locked into the day-to-day noise of stuff that really isn't serving you. And often if we are talking about a business perspective, often it's about reducing the the kind of the day-to-day noise of administration. It's also listening to um, your emails as you travel, for example, becoming super efficient, not getting yourself bogged down in the admin. It's about scheduling your day around priorities that allow you to serve others. It's about creating value on an ongoing basis. And a lot of the most effective people who manage time really, really appropriately and effectively for great outcomes, they schedule their time in and around and amongst the key people that they are serving, either as individuals or as a business. And they also schedule conscious breaks. So we're not talking about just being super busy here. This isn't all about just productivity and and actions. This is all about scheduling conscious and mindful breaks in amongst all the activities that you do and it's really important to take those breaks. Don't get swept along by, you know, oh, I'm being really, really productive, I'm creating a load of things, but I'm getting tired at the same time. Take those conscious breaks to reflect and to re-energize. Take that walk, go for that cycle ride, take a, a time to meditate, have that break for lunch. It's really important to be scheduling these into a busy, busy day, because as you start to focus on these things, they will burn your energy reserves so conscious breaks are really really important and a lot of the time when we start to think about prioritizing all of these opportunities we find that things like the Pareto principle the 80-20 rule comes into play because we want to become as efficient with the time available as we can. So we need to understand Pareto Principle. It is just one of these most beautiful, simple um, principles. It says that 80% of the value will come from 20% of your actions. If you're in business, 80% of your sales come from 20% of your customers. If you're spending time prioritising, 20% of your time will create 80% of the results and of the efficiency and of the outcomes. When you look at your email inbox, 20% of your emails will have 80% of what you need to have and do. This 80-20 principle just works. It was created by an economist back in the 19th century called Pareto, and he figured out that everything is based around an 80-20 ratio. So, have a little play with that and then try and figure out what are those 20% of your actions that are going to create 80% of the value? What are those 20% of things that you can do that will create 80% of the outcomes that you desire? It is there in those 20% of things and it's all about really becoming mindful and being quite strong about how you prioritise your time. So I'd like to share with you um, a simple set of techniques that I use to prioritise time to be able to juggle multiple projects, to do multiple things with multiple clients, to allocate time for leisure as well as for play, to allocate time with my partner, as well as with friends, as well as for clients and associates and, and acquaintances. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm constantly revising and um, reviewing this, and that is what this is all about. It's an ongoing life journey, and it's really important to be thinking about it in those terms. Strong prioritisation comes from putting into three pots, must, should, and could. So you put a particular activity or a particular job or a particular project or a particular thing that you've been asked or that you want to do into one of three pots to deliver against this higher value that you're looking to create for your world. Is it in the must pot? In other words, must I do this to deliver the value, to deliver the objective or the goal? Should I do this thing? Well, then it goes into the should pot. Or could I do this thing? it then goes into the could part. And if you're really honest and true and authentic with yourself, you can then be really true as to whether this thing that you've been asked to do or this thing that you're wanting to do is a must, a should or a could. The really interesting thing here is that things that are in the must category, you must do them. It's not necessarily you have to do them right now, but you must do them. If they're in the should category, You've got to be careful with should. Should, where is the word should coming from? Who's deciding what is the should in your world? Is it you or is it others? Things that go into that should category are probably things that are going to be distractions. And the things in the could category, they might be the nice things for some point on a fair weather day where you've got all the time in the world, you might come back and revisit those. The only things that are in your strong, top priorities are in the must category. So be honest, true and authentic with yourself and forget the other things for now. Then what we do is we take that must category, so the things that have made it into that must pot, and then we reprioritize those based on now, soon and later. So we've moved away should, we've moved away could, we're just focusing on the things I must do. And now I can put a timeline against those now, soon, or later. So now is, if it's now and must, that will be the very next thing I'm going to do, very, very next thing I'm going to do in my day. If it's must and soon, it's, okay, well, I can decide how soon is soon. Nobody else is counting here. This is my world, my priorities and my activities. So I can decide how soon is soon. And must later, well, I must do it but I can leave it until a little bit later, maybe after the now and soon actions or activities have actually been completed. So must now is right now. Must soon is coming very, very soon when the must now has been completed and the must later. I must do it. So it's not sort of deprioritized, but it's something that doesn't have an urgency like the must soon or the must now. And if we're being really open and honest with ourselves, we probably have only a small number of things to do in these categories. The shoulds, we can leave to another day because we would probably argue those are things that somebody else is maybe saying we should do, but they aren't probably serving how we want to be living our life. So focus on your must nows, focus then on your must soons, and then after that, focus on your must laters and leave the shoulds and the coulds for another day. That is not serving you for leading a beautifully prioritised, a beautifully focused and a beautifully targeted life. If you found this information helpful, um, you can contact me and read a lot more about this subject and other ways of living mindfully in business and in your normal life. Um, You can find me at www.neilwilkins.online or you can find me on social media at neilwilkinsx.